Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 173 of the Mom Hour. Hey, Sarah, did you notice that I don't have a problem saying 173 anymore? I know. I wonder at what point that happened after (laughs) six. So if you guys haven't been listening that long, um, when we switched over to uh, the 100s, I had a really hard time saying one, like 123. I would be like 123. And it was always like really formal sounding and there was lots of outtakes. So this is not going to be an outtake. I'm it's going just, with this because it's I, rolling I want, off the tongue. I just want everyone to acknowledge how well I'm doing. I mean, this. we're pros. <laughs> we are pros. <laughs> so I am Megan Francis here as always with Sarah Powers. And uh, today we are talking about something like I feel like we have talked about this personally a lot, Sarah, but not a lot, not maybe at all on the podcast. Yeah, no, it's maybe come up as a passing comment, but I, yeah. this is maybe one of my favorite topics yet. Okay. So what we're talking about is the life-changing magic of arbitrary rules. And I think all parents have them. I've had them. Sarah, you have a ton of them. Um, But basically, what does this mean? It means a rule that really doesn't, it doesn't really relate to anything. It's like a totally mom or dad made up rule. Yes. That nobody gave us and said, you should do this. And it's probably not all that important in the grand scheme of things. It's not the kind of rules that are like saving lives every day or like, you know, fundamentally like, establishing your family philosophy. It's like the stuff that makes the day go easier because it's always easier if you can say, because it's a rule, just because, because I said so. And we have so many great ones between uh, mine and yours, but also we got some amazing, (laughs) amazing suggestions from social media and our listeners that I just can't wait to share with everybody. Yeah. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, let's kind of, we kind of started to go down this road, but let, let's define what we're talking about by arbitrary rules. And I'm kind of I'm picturing our, our listeners who have like babies and maybe very young toddlers. And you, you guys don't even know what's what's ahead, which is yeah. I think why some of you listen to this show. But arbitrary rules to me are like they're not about like health and safety and like fundamentally important things. So like wash your hands before dinner or like no iPads in the bedroom. Those are not really arbitrary rules. And you'll see when we get into the listener suggestions, you know what we're talking. If you know what you're, we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. They're more yeah. There are more things. What do you think, Megan, that like make our lives easier, right? There are more things that would like on the outside might sound a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and they're all about the mom or the dad's uh, prerogative. Yeah. It's like at my discretion, at my pleasure. It's like it's like you're the king or the queen of your, um, you know, you're like the capricious king or queen. And you're just like telling your subjects what you want them to do. But it's not really capricious because. It serves a purpose and and you can do it with a lot of humor, I think, too. And that's I think the most fun thing about an arbitrary rule is that they can be really funny. They, and can, they can be funny. And it can be kind of like everyone's in on the joke, like everyone knows it's kind of ridiculous yes. sometimes. But um, I, but like it's something that just like, hey, if you don't ever want to hear the word, you know, can I after after seven o'clock at night, say yeah. <laughs> you can say that because yeah. you're just done because it's seven o'clock and you're done. Like yep. that's the arbitrariness. It wouldn't apply to any other family because in another family, that might not bother that mom or right. she might not be done at seven, but you are. And so you're going to set this rule. Right. Um, I love this because I think arbitrary rules can also be about really fun things. Like I have a couple examples that are more about like when my kids get to do something. So it's can like it can stave off um, whining or like, when can we go to blah, 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 or one of those things. It can also I think like a big use of arbitrary rules has to do with sibling bickering or little little whiny things that like we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need right. a, like some kind of a family rule that solves this problem. And I know you're going to talk about this later, Megan, but often these are things we grow out of. These are like yeah. arbitrary rules are great for, I would say, ages like three to 10. Like this yeah. is like <laughs> I used to have a ton of them. And honestly, we don't anymore just because they're not as necessary. Um, right. But like I can remember some of the ones we used to have. And I loved reading the ones um, from listeners because it reminded me so much of so many of the ones that I used to have when right. my kids were smaller. Well, the fun thing is you you get to make them up, but we're going to give you some suggestions. You can make them up on the spot like Megan. I feel like that's your more your style like yeah the next person who says this is like takes out the garbage or whatever yeah um but also I think when you're a brand new mom sometimes we're waiting for the instruction manual a little bit like waiting for somebody else to tell us what the rules are and that's why I think this is such a fun topic and why I just get such a kick out of reading the ones that people come up with because you could just tell when they're born out of spontaneity and mm -hmm. like that light bulb moment and they're so they're so smart so I don't know. They really are. I really love this. Um, yeah. Okay. So I just kind of wrote down a few like categories that I think arbitrary rules work really well for. And then we'll get yeah. into some specifics in a minute. But um, one is independence milestones. And several of the examples we're going to get have to do with this. And so that would be something like when you turn five, you start clearing your plate after dinner or something, some kind yeah. of like when you were big enough 
when you're this big, you start doing this or you've outgrown this, like you no longer do this. And the only thing I was going to say about that is there's kind of a tricky category there, which is like giving up the pacifier or potty training that I probably wouldn't like with my experience and my kids, I would probably, yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't set an arbitrary age because those are so and also the the beauty of an arbitrary rule is it should never create pressure for mom. So right, even right. if the thing, even if the independence milestone is something that you're not a hundred percent sure your kid's going to be ready for, and you don't necessarily then want to have to enforce it. Like think carefully, right? Yes. <laughs> but you can always change an arbitrary rule. Yeah. I mean, you, it, it is arbitrary after all, but like if it's going to be something that's going to stress or, you know, stress your kid out a lot or traumatize them a lot. That's one thing, but it's also another thing if it's going to just create more work for you. So right. it is one of the, anytime it's something that they have to give up or start doing, like I'm really careful about those. Yes. If it's like a, this is now our house rule. Oof. Do I really mean it? Yes. And I yeah. think, I think it's for the little superficial things, both yes. the, you know, the adding a responsibility or the removing of maybe something that they're kind of ready to outgrow. Um, I think it's like the smaller and the more superficial, but w- the reason I like it is Instead of saying like, oh, well, I think it's about time you learned this or you started doing this, like arbitrary rules make it be like, oh, in our house, when you turn five, you start clearing your plate or whatever, whatever it is. But yeah, I wanted to give that caveat that like the big ticket things like giving up a lovey or, you know, potty training, that's those tend to not work arbitrarily because it's like such a it's such a thing both sides have to be ready for. Right. Um, Okay, this is a big one. I use arbitrary rules all the time for settler settling like minor sibling bickering. And, oh yeah. That's yeah. one of the best uses. Yes. And those are ones where it has helped me to have a few arbitrary rules that are kind of known throughout the house so that that way you as a mom don't have to be the arbiter. You don't have to be like the, the judge in each sibling kerfuffle because there is some kind of it could be totally arbitrary and I'll get into what ours are but there's some governing law that says like who gets to pick the movie if they're fighting so I think that's a big one um I don't know I just feel like if you have to be the decider of everything and the and the person who says yes or no to everything it's exhausting right it is exhausting yeah especially when your kids are little so these yeah these and, just- the, and the great thing like you've said about having a rule even if the rule really doesn't logically make a lot of sense on the surface is that the rule is in charge like the rule does the dirty work yes exactly and not the parent and exactly. so it takes that pressure off exactly i i was thinking when we were prepping for this i was thinking about like kindergarten first second grade classrooms like if you've mm-hmm. ever been in them or even preschool classrooms, like they are full. There's they're happy places, very nurturing of children, but they are full of rituals, routines and rules to keep the peace. Right. Like we put our lunches in this bin at this time. And that's because, hello, these angel teachers have 30 kids and we have three or four or five. Um, But I think there's some of the same like kids. Kids look for that structure and they don't really mind. Like if you just say, well, this is the way it is in our family. I don't know. I feel like the more often you say that, the more you don't have to be making split second decisions on every little thing under the sun. Yeah. Um, I a, a couple of things I made a note of, like that I think are more f- like the fun side of this and not just being the enforcer is um, I have a couple that sort of let kids know when we get to do certain fun things. And this kind of speaks to our, we did a couple of episodes on rituals and traditions and routines, and it's kind of some overlap there. Um, But I also think it kind of, it's it's like, you've talked a lot about family culture, Megan, and like family identity. And these are things your kids will remember forever. In fact, one of my arbitrary rules about board games came from when I was growing up. So these are, if you don't have to just think of it as like controlling and rule of law, it's also kind of giving your kids this sense of family identity. like. In our family, this is what we do. And I love that. And I know you've you've thought a lot about that over the years too, Megan. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the one I'm sitting here like thinking about some of the some of the silly uh family rules that we've had. One was literally in our family, we do not whip and nay nay. Oh my gosh, I love it. Because you know, Sarah, you've been at dancing events with me, right? Yes. You know how I feel. I have a very strong, a very very strong. What is the word that you Aversion? would even say? Aversion. Thank you. I was going to say revulsion. <laughs> that sounds a little overly dramatic, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I have an aversion to like planned dances. 
like the wobble. The electric slide. The electric slide. At least that one's kind of old and like old people do it at weddings and stuff. So it's the a Macarena. little bit. Yeah. I won't do them. Yeah. I find them embarrassing. Like I find them really embarrassing. And there's something about the rebel in me that like yes. wants to dance to a song. And the wobble always gets me because I really like that song. Wait, and I every time it comes on, we need it. We wobble, need a baby, small... wobble, baby, wobble, back it up okay. now, back it up. So it's, um, yeah, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble. You've heard it a million times, okay. but you probably just blank it out, but it's a good song to dance to. And it's did it. Yeah. 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 So it's got this great kind of hook. Yeah. And I start to dance and then I'm, I'm always starting to get excited because I think I'm going to like really enjoy dancing to the song. And then I look around me and like literally everybody on the dance floor is doing the wobble and I don't want to. And then I walk off the dance floor. So, oh, my God, you've seen so me funny. do this. Yes, yes. And then I always come over to you and loudly complain. Yes. About how I hate dances like that. OK, there's probably something really wrong with me that I can't participate in. Like uh, and I don't care that other people are doing it. Yeah. Like it doesn't bother me that other people are participating but I'm bothered that I can't dance to a song the way I want to dance to it because everybody else is dancing to it. So then I kind of stand on the sidelines and do my own thing. And every now and then I'll like, I'll end up kind of getting like roped in and I'll end up on the dance floor. And I try to pretend like I know the wobble, which I really don't, but it's not that hard to back, back, back it up. So anyway, <laughs> just saying this is all like a much larger uh, story than it needs to be. But the, when the whip and nay, nay, so anytime there's like a new dance craze, I immediately reject it. Right. I don't want any part of it. And I found the whip and nene to be particularly annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember why exactly. It's just I didn't like the song. I didn't like the movement people were doing. Oh, the other one was the um, oh, it was a few years ago. And it was like involved a hat. Oh, I don't know. And like that. you'd get really low and like kind of move the hat around. Oh, that one might pop into my head. That was actually kind of fun to watch. But like I just wouldn't do it. So. I remember when the kids started doing the whip and nay nay and that like really disturbed me on. Yeah, some... I have to say that was the first one that my kids, I don't think they really knew how to do it, but I would hear them say it as if they did. Like it, the vernacular was like on their radar and that was probably the first popular dance that was. And I was like, how do you know that? Right. And something about it, like I had this visceral disturbed reaction to my kids wanting to whip and nay nay. So we just said, no, it's really, that's funny. Just, in this family. We do not whip and nay nay. And and it's kind of funny because we weren't snobby about it. Like right. we weren't like anybody who whips and nays right. is dumb or anything like that. It was more like we just this is something we choose not to do. That is we awesome. We just choose not to do this. Now, um, I will say proudly that I have never bent that rule for myself. I have never whipped. <laughs> I have never nayed. I don't even think I could if you asked me to. I wouldn't be able to do Are it. Are they allowed to dab? Okay, that's where I was getting. That's okay. where I was going with this next one. So for a while, um, John had a very strong anti-dab um philosophy and i was sort of dab neutral um at first i was like i kind of rejected it because it's popular and yeah. i know it's kind of dumb yeah. but then owen is so funny when he dabs and he started dabbing just as a response to like literally anything yeah, well, just my kids will dab us. in the middle of a sentence like yes. like an emphasis <laughs> yes and so i actually i changed my mind on dabbing and then so independently of me because we're not living in the same household anymore john also changed his mind about dabbing because <laughs> the kids are so funny when they do it like we we stopped caring because it was started to be used as almost this like funny punctuation on a right. sentence right you know and like Owen got and uh, Will both got really funny. William would just make his really super um, dry right. and slow and just like slowly dab. Oh, my gosh. Dramatic. And barely even like nod his head. And then Owen would like drop all the way to the ground. Like he would dab and bend at the same time, like squat oh my and gosh. go all the way down. And it was just so funny that I just I appreciated the creativity and I allowed dabbing. So in this house, in this family, we dab. Yeah. In my house, we dab too. But I, that's like <laughs> such a perfect example of not only the arbitrariness, but also what I was saying about like your kids will remember that. Like, right. This is this is about like forming family family identity in the silliest yeah. ways. And then that I think that adds up to the not so silly ways. Exactly. Um. OK, so I'm really excited to get to some of these. I think I'm going to tease a couple of favorites before we okay. take a sponsor break and then we're going to get into a lot more specifics. So um, the very first one, because it's so simple and I think applies to a lot of our listeners, and it comes from my friend Stacy, who doesn't know how to listen to a podcast and isn't on social media, so I can never give her credit for anything. Um, but we, in my play group, we used to have um, a saying that when in doubt, let Stacy figure it out. She was just like one of those really on top of it moms. She went on to have four kids. She was the only one of our, our group to have four kids. 
And she made a rule in her house that when you turn four, you stop getting to choose the color of your cups, plates, and forks. And I didn't Mm. find this out until I had already navigated, I don't know, years. I had lost many, many, much time in my life to arbitrating, arbitrating, mediating Mm -hmm. fights over the fishy cup. I've talked about the fishy cup, but also just the colors. Like I want the red plate. We only have one red plate. And so that to me is like kind of the ultimate genius. It's not like what we talked about where like, it's not a hard one to enforce. It's a really easy one to enforce. And it still lets little kids be little kids. And then you sort of graduate. We say that in my family a lot. Like you've graduated to this level. Like you've moved on to the next level and you no longer get to choose the color of your forks, plates, and cups. So that is one that moms out there, if you have like a one and a three-year-old, a two and a four-year-old, this is one I would, if I could go back in time, I would absolutely um, instate it immediately. Yeah. I just think it's genius. That is pretty, that is pretty genius. Um, and it, it really, it heads off at the past, a lot of that bickering and decision yeah. making. Yeah. Because the decision is made for the kid. And isn't it funny how they just accept the rules? They totally accept the rules. That's why it's so great. Like, congratulations, yeah. you're four. You will now get whatever plate I give you. I don't know. They just, they just <laughs> yeah. do. There's enough cool things about being four. And there's, if you have a bunch of kids, especially, and she had four, you know, four kids, it's kind of come to accept. And I'm sure this was the case with your kids too, Megan, when everybody was young, you come to accept that the big kids get certain privileges, but they also have more responsibilities. And there's just, there's, you can't treat everybody the same when you have a, an age spread of kids. So that's why I think I love the arbitrariness is it's just like, okay, now you're in this group of kids, the ones who don't get to choose right princess plate anymore (laughs) you had your four years of that now you don't anyway that's genius um and then i'll tease one more from um my house and that's just kind of a funny one and this is one of the fun ones where it's more about what you get um so we live in southern california where it's you know 75 to 85 degrees most of the time most of the year so in my house if the temperature reading outside is over 100 everyone gets lemonade no questions asked and my kids don't drink like we don't drink juice and lemonade just regularly so that's kind of a treat and so when it's really hot they will like what you know how what what's the temperature outside and then if it's under don't laugh at me michigander but if it's (laughs) under 45 it's automatic hot chocolate because that only happens like a few times so i will say you can just say 45 degrees is definitely hot chocolate weather in my opinion. Yeah. And I almost, I'm not even, it's not a rule, but it's more of like a something that we have in my house. Once it's, I would say here, it's more like once it's under 35 or, you know, 40 to 35, we just have hot chocolate every day. Oh, I love that. It's like, it's like probably a two, two to three month period where we have hot chocolate, like pretty much every, every day. And the kids know we always have it. And they'll even kind of get upset if it's like not, if they run out. Right. They're like, mom, didn't you get more hot chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's owed. It's like part of their birthright. Yeah. But it's definitely a temperature thing. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. So you could adjust temperatures, but um, I think that that was a fun one for us. And I think that was one that came spontaneously. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's 100 degrees today. That's like very rare for right. I'm Guess what, guys? It's automatically lemonade. Like that. It's, I don't even have a choice over it. I have to give you lemonade because it's 100 <laughs> degrees. So they get a the kick out of that. So. Yeah. I mean, it's the rule. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. 
We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Okay, should we get back to arbitrary rules? Let's do it. I'm going to um, put you on the spot because I know you wanted to talk about how like how this evolved for you over time um, and how you yours were more things that you tended to come up with on the fly. And then, you know, kids outgrew as yeah, as necessary. Well, I don't even remember a lot of them. Um, I used to have so many when my kids were little because that's like when they're irrational, right? Yeah. Because you can't explain to them why. It's not like now when I could say to my 14 year old, like, hey, can you just do this? Because I asked you to or, you know, can we all just be reasonable here? I remember when that saying things like that started working with my kids and it was around like eight, nine, ten. Yep. Like you could say like, hey, I really just need you to just go along with me here and just don't give me a hard time. No, I think that eight, nine, ten is exactly right. That's the age of my older two. And it's like a light. It's just a shift has happened. Well, they can kind of take themselves out of themselves and they can put themselves in your shoes for a minute and yep. just realize that like they have the power to make your life a little easier. And when they're little, they don't care about that. They, they just, they just are like little ego, like little balls of ego. So, um, one that pops into mind, um, that I still sometimes do. And, and I tend to create these on the fly now, but it drives me nuts when my kids say, mom, mom, mm-hmm. mom, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. It really drives me nuts when they say mom more than one time in a row. Uh-huh. So if it's mom, mom, before <laughs> I've even had a chance to like, say a word or breathe. I haven't even had a chance to breathe yet. Um, So I will make up like on the fly, especially when they're all doing this thing. And this was starting to happen at the end of the summer when I think I told you I wanted to flush them all down the toilet Yes, because they were all just like buzzing around me. They had all this weird energy and usually they kind of go do their thing and then they come in and we all hang out and then they kind of go do their thing. But it was like, it was like three or four solid days where wherever I was, they were all just like circling like buzzards. Yes. And it was a lot of mom, mom, mom. And part of it was they were getting all ramped up for the school year. So they yeah. had suddenly all these things to think about, like, yeah. where's my bus going to be? Do I have my schedule yet? When are we going to go back to school shopping? All this stuff. But it was like coming at me like a barrage yes. of just input that I couldn't handle. So I did give them like the next kid that says mom has to do my bidding all night. <laughs> the next kid that says mom has to like, I don't even remember, like go clean up the dog poop. Like I was right. just throwing out things like that. Or like, I need everyone to clear this room and be gone for an hour and five minutes. I love which it. Is extremely arbitrary. Totally as well, arbitrary. It was more than an hour and it felt, you know, <laughs> I didn't want them gone all night. I just right. didn't want them around me for right. an hour or more. Right. Um. So yeah, like those tend to kind of come up those tend to kind of come up still on the fly, but like, I really don't have a lot of the same kinds that I had when my kids were littler. Well, I think that's actually refreshing to hear because we're kind of talking about this very specific, you can't do arbitrary rules with like an 18 month old right? or even a two, two and a half year old. And that's why I arbitrarily, I declared like three to 10 being like the prime. Um, And then if you have like three kids between that age, like I do, then it's really like, this is your arsenal. Um, So we're going to give you some examples, but I do think it's, it's really helpful to hear that context that it's kind of something you outgrow, but what you never outgrow is like the ability to just declare something to be so. And I think since we started this podcast, we've always said like, you get to decide you are the boss, you and your partner, you and your family system, but like you, you get to decide what the rules are for your family. Okay. I'm going to throw out a couple more of mine. And then I know we're going to cherry pick some great listener suggestions. So, 
um, this one I alluded to comes from my growing up. And that is that when we play any kind of game, board game, card game, whatever, the winner cleans up. And that is very arbitrary, although, it ha- you know, it's rooted in some sense, because if you've won the game, you're probably in the best mood and the grumpy loser doesn't have to clean up. So there's like a little bit of like, well, you lost, but at least you don't have to clean up. And that came from yeah. my growing up and it works really well. And I will say, like, if it's a big cleanup job, some like huge Monopoly game, often other people will still pitch in. And it's like it, it's still like a family effort. But there's something about like winner cleans up is just puts the onus on that person. And it's it's just perfect. And that came from my growing up. But you had a board game rule that I have since adopted. And I don't even know if you remembered talking about this in our board game episode. I but- probably don't. But I was just thinking about how genius it is to have any kinds of rules around board games because it makes it so much more manageable. Yeah. And we did that whole episode and you had, you were like a treasure trove because think of like the (laughs) age spread of your five kids managing playing board games is so difficult. So the one I remember, and you probably have others, but the one I remember you saying was that when there's a youngest who needs to be on a team because they can't read or they can't play, they get to choose. Oh, they get to pick their buddy. And I thought that was so genius because we have a lot of issues with the youngest in our house feeling disenfranchised because she can't read yet so and and no one wants the littlest no one wants the littlest and so it gives the power it's not like and and often if I'm trying to be generous and I'll say well come be my teammate of course she doesn't want that she's already mad that she's too little so it puts the choice on them and the person they choose doesn't get it they don't get to they don't have a say I love that one yeah I forgot about that but like as soon as you started saying because now my kids have all outgrown that Right. But as soon as you started saying that, I was like, oh, I remember when that was like so, oh my gosh, with Owen. Yeah. It was so, and the funny thing about Owen was that he's actually a fantastic board game player. He's really strategic. And even when he was a little kid, he wasn't bad, but sometimes there would just be, it would like the rules would just be a little too above him or he would dig deep on a strategy that made like not a whole lot of sense and stubbornly ride it out to the end and then lose, he would get trounced so badly. So it worked really well for him to choose. And he was really good at choosing his teammate too. Yeah. Because he would actually be a really valuable partner. Yeah, he just that wasn't person. quite ready. Yeah. He wasn't quite ready to run the show yet. I have to ask you, I just thought of something. Yeah. Um, and have you ever had an arbitrary rule that stuck, but then you were able to kind of sometimes, and I'll give you my example in okay. a second, that you were sometimes able to then reverse and feel like a total like hero mom? Oh, so- I know what you mean. I can't <laughs> think of something, but yeah. like, yeah, when you get to break your own rules, you look yes. awesome. So here's here's the funny one for us. Okay, so my kids were never a lot. My oldest kids were not allowed to have like soda pop ever until they were eight, nine, ten. And yeah. then it was only at parties. Yeah. And, you know, like with most things, some of those rules have relaxed over the yeah. years. Um, I, you know, they still don't just get to have we don't have soda in the house. It's right. not something that they get to have whatever. But typically when we go out to a restaurant, they have the choice unless it's been like one of those bender situations yeah. where we've been like partying all weekend that I'm starting to pull back. Like, no, you can only have milk or water. Yeah. But um. Typically, they're allowed to get a root beer or something. Yeah. But I've always had this weird hang up about Mountain Dew, which is which funny because you, you had a Mountain Dew addiction. I had a serious Mountain Dew addiction in my 20s. And I think for me, Mountain Dew just feels like like if you piled up all the different sodas from like from like least offensive to most and yeah. least offensive would probably be like ginger ale yeah. <laughs> you know, up to the most. And like for me, Mountain Dew just was top of the heat. First of all, it's on all these weird colors now. Yeah. The caffeine, I'm not even sure if it's got more caffeine than Coke. Like, I don't think Mountain Dew could really be that much worse than Coke if we're talking about a tip, like an every now and then drink. But I had like a knee jerk. No. Yeah. And that's how I feel about slushies right now. Like, and I might not grow that, but slushies, it's like, oh, God, have anything. Like, have a have have a Sprite. (laughs) Yes. But there was something about the color and the caffeine and the sugar content and my previous issues with Mountain Dew. (laughs) So it was just the rule. You didn't even ask. Right. And they would try to sometimes like slide mellow yellow past me like I'm a dum-dum and I'm like you guys mellow yellow is exactly the same as Mountain Dew nice try because you'd go to a party where there's a whole bunch of two liters yeah and I'd see one of them reaching for the mellow yellow I'm like nah 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 mm -mm. just because it's like the poor cousin doesn't mean you get to have it so anyway that was like the family rule forever and now that Will's like 14 I mean I don't really care if he has Mountain Dew like he'll have it at a party and I know he doesn't ask me but anytime my kids want to have Mountain Dew They'll like super timidly ask me. Right. And it's hilarious because Owen will be like, do you think, um, do you think today um, that I uh, could maybe um, get some Mountain Dew? And 
you know, still nine out of 10 times, I'll be like, you know, let's not do that today. And he's like, okay, okay. Yeah. But like one out of 10 times, I'll say sure. And it's his like face lights up. He's oh, so I excited. Love it. So like you have so much power to make you them do. happy. And it, that makes me happy. I love it. Yeah. The example yeah. I thought of while you were talking, I've talked in our routines episode, I've talked about how we do like a coffee shop after school on the way home, stop at Starbucks once a week. And that it's all tied in. That's more of like a ritual, I would say, but it's the same kind of thing. That way they don't whine about when can we go to Starbucks? Cause we just do it once a week and usually the same day of the week. Yeah. But when we go, I'm not getting, they're not getting cookies and brownies. And so the general rule is it's not like they're getting super healthy stuff, but they'll get like a bagel and cream cheese or a blueberry muffin, right. but not a cake pop or a brownie. And that has been established. And so my, what the example I thought of is like every once, every 10 times, We'll walk in and be like, you guys can get treats today. Let's get a treat. Yeah. And so that it's like, oh, like mind yeah. blown. I love Same it. thing with um, fast food. We don't do fast food a yeah. lot. But like our rule has always been you pick one item because this is not dinner. This right. is like a treat yes. to you and usually off the value menu. So like you're going to get, you know, like the small chicken sandwich or a junior burger you're not or a four get a, piece a nugget. Meal. Yeah. Right. And every now and then I'll just relax that and be like, you know, what, you guys today you can get a meal. And it's like everyone is like, oh, like, I know. the world has opened up to them. They're so excited. It's I think funny. the theme here is having established rules, whether they're serious or frivolous, they enable you to say no less and to say yes more. I think yeah. that's what we're going for here. Yeah, I totally agree. So I love it. Um, um, should I jump into some listener ones or do you still have more? No, I, I mean, I'll, I'll cherry pick from mine, but why don't you highlight some listener ones that you loved? Okay. Um, this is okay. So I love this one from Genevieve because as a fellow, like <sighs> this was mom so who hates the swings and we, did we do like a, Oh yeah. Uh, That's the, a, we hate episode fun about that. That was the ins- oh, we had, inspiration we hate for we hate. Fun. And I wrote a blog post once called yes. like from the mom who hates the swings. Yes. And my thing was like the swings always represented to me. I never minded taking my kids to the playground. But the swings represented like torture to me and like like bondage. Like yeah. I'm stuck here pushing you over and over. It's repetitive. It's boring. I can't talk to the mom on the on the bench. Like, why do you need me to do this? So I love Genevieve's rule. And it is my arbitrary rule is I would only push you on the swings for the last five minutes. We're at the playground. Once we swing, we go home. I love that because it puts the onus on the kid to decide when it's the swinging so happens. Genius, and it gets you away from the park, which is always such a hard thing. Yeah, that is like it is that is seriously genius, and it reminded me actually of an arbitrary rule I totally forgot that I have, which it does not have to do with swings, but it has its same thing where it, t- it ties it to the end, and that is when we're baking, you can lick a spoon or a spatula or or a bowl if there is a bowl to lick, but then you're done. You don't get to lick a spatula and then continue helping with the baking. <laughs> So like we'll get midway through something. And if you want to lick a spatula, I will give you the spatula. You go away, like go sit at the table um, and then you're done. That's your you're done baking. And that has really worked for us, too, because there's no fingers in the bowl in the middle of the making. It happens at the end. And if you're ready to be done, I'll finish the recipe. But you're not coming back with that face and those fingers. I love that. And I I just love that this puts it really gives the kid the control over when they leave and also when the swinging happens. And then mom, you know, still kind of pitches in for a bit. And I right. love that. All right. Here's another one. Okay. Um, and this reminds, I don't have this particular rule, but this reminds me of a lot of things I've established over the years. And Kimberly says, hot school lunch is only at mom's discretion. If you ask, it's an automatic no. I have had so many things and I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I've had so many things over the years that it's, if you ask, it's an automatic no, because yeah. those are the things that your kids bug you about all the time. Yes. And you don't want to have to keep saying like, you don't have to think about it all the time. And for me, those have been like certain video games. Um, Those have been things like, you know, get, Oh, if I buy like, if I buy a, um, a box of ice cream sandwiches mm-hmm. and put them in the fridge and I, and they're for a specific time, if you ask, it's an automatic no, yeah. because those, I have an idea in mind for those. So I've had definitely those over the I, years. I think I those? need to use that more. Allegra is my kid who will, She's so respectful and so polite, but she's an asker. So she will, and she's the oldest. So she kind of knows the cracks in the system. Right. So she will innocently ask and she knows she's pushing it. It is, it's, it's like almost a guaranteed no, but it irritates me that she even asks. So I think I need to do that more. Like if you ask, it's an automatic no. If I just randomly decide, then Then you can have it. Congratulations. Well, Uh, and especially food, food becomes really tricky with multiple kids because they're, they're like, Again, it's like the buzzard thing. Once one finds out that one got it, yes. everyone's like clamoring around. So you have to find a place to nip that in the yep. bud so that they're not 
constantly just circling around you asking for stuff. Yes. Yes. Agreed. That really can be helpful. Um, um, can I jump in oh, and do a listener yeah. one? You didn't highlight this one, but I want to throw it out there because it's a great one. It's so simple. And it is. it also has to do with um, picking your cups and plates, in- incidentally. So it's RN Cass is the Instagram handle. I don't know her first name. It wasn't there. But whoever sets the table gets to pick everything. The placemats, the plates, oh, that's the fun. utensils. So if you want a choice, if you have an opinion about the color of your fork or the Chinese spoon or the fishy cup, you set the table. That's like, that's just genius to me. Yeah, I and, love that. And the table gets set. Just, and the table gets set because the the kid is doing all of it. Yes. <laughs> the one kid. And is I don't doing care if there's mismatched everything. Right. Like if someone sets yeah. the table anyway. Okay. You can keep, keep okay. going with um, I've got one more okay. that I'm going to do. Um, this comes from Carly and it's actually about her three-year-old niece. She says it's a little bit bossy. She said, I once told her after a taxing day with many hot, exhausted children, did you know about the seven o'clock rule? There is no bossing after seven (laughs) o'clock. That is the definition of arbitrary. Works like a charm. I love it because it just, it's like setting, it's not mean. It's not saying like you're bossy and annoying me. It's like, Hey, did you know about this rule that I just made up on the spot? But the kid doesn't know. Right. I love it. I bet the kid was probably like, wow. Okay. And a three-year-old is kind of that perfect. Like they're, they're pretty aware of rules by that point, but they're not smart enough (laughs) to like see through that. So that is perfect. Um, Can I shout out a couple of listeners? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So there's some genius ones. Jenna says you don't get to brush your teeth without supervision until you're able to tie your shoes properly. I don't know why that made me laugh because they're, they're unrelated, but they do sort of happen around the same age, six, seven, eight, like, and it incentivizes the kid who doesn't care about learning to tie their shoes to learn how to tie their shoes. I love tying, tying, tying shoes to something else. That's brilliant. Exactly. Um, Gigi Apple is the Instagram handle. And she says we have arbitrary birthday gains. And I was kind of alluding to this earlier, like milestones on your sixth birthday, you get a pair of shoes with laces and are taught how to tie them, which I think that's kind of like, it's kind of special, like rite of passage. Right. And then on your 10th birthday, you're allowed to have soda makes the birthday special, but also cuts down on the begging of when kids earn the privilege for certain things. So this kind of circles all the way back to what we were talking about. It's the kind of thing you have to be careful with because, you know, there are certain, I think the examples she gave are great, but there are other things that like, you know, not every 11 year old is ready for an iPhone. So those like, you might not want to choose like an age for some of those things um, or staying home alone. You might not want to choose an age for that, but some things, the smaller, more superficial things, I think that's really fun. It's like a, it's like a rite of passage. It's like, okay, yeah. you've turned this age. And then if you have a bunch of younger siblings, it cuts down on that, the begging, because you're like, oh, that happens, you know, when you're seven or when you're 10 or when you're 15. Yeah. So I like that one. Yeah. Love it. Um, oh, this was a good one from Celeste because we talked about board games. She says yeah. when playing board games, whoever loses gets to go first for the next game. Simple. That's ni- and that's nice. Yeah. Very simple, but gives the loser something. Yeah. Heather said this one is perhaps very obvious, but whoever gets up first makes the coffee. It doesn't matter who you are or if you will even drink it. I love that. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay. And then I'm just going to look if I had any more from mine. Well, um, okay. I have, I have two more from my life. So this came from my sister-in-law who has a almost four-year-old and a new baby. And I'm sure listeners, you can relate to a toddler preschooler who has a strong mommy or daddy or grandma or whatever preference for who does the bedtime routine. And it can be kind of exhausting if that kid really does get to, to, you know, decide who's going to put them to bed, who's going to tuck them in. We absolutely went through that. And I didn't think of this, but in their family, it's just it alternates. It's a mommy night or it's a daddy night and their schedule, their schedule allows for that. But she is a strong-willed little preschooler, my niece, and she did not push back. I knew she wanted mommy every single night because mommy just had a new baby and we were on vacation with them, but she did not push back. So I would highly, if you're having, if bedtime is kind of a struggle, but think about arbitrary rules that might just free up bedtime drama a little bit. And that I thought was a good one. So just, That's great. just take turns. Um, and then I'll just mention, I've talked about this, I think, on our rituals and routine episodes, but... We have what's called Tuesday in my family, and it just rotates. It's literally just a rolling, like, Allegra Reed, Violet, Allegra Reed, Violet. It's their responsibility to know whose Tuesday it is, and it just goes on forever. I don't keep track of who it is. It's not written down anywhere. They have to figure it out. And it it's used to settle things like who gets to sit in the favorite chair, who gets to push the elevator button. Um, if it's a movie night, if it's a weekend, who gets to choose the movie? It, it's not used to... Um, 
settle like big sibling fights over something where there's like a true aggressor. Like you don't get to like abuse your siblings because it's your Tuesday, but it's used to sort out those things. And it has worked for quite a while. I, I don't think I, I didn't invent this. I've heard of other families who use it. Um, but Megan, you also recently talked about how when the kids couldn't agree on something, you just made them decide and you kind of like walk away. And yes, and that's another, I think that works as kids get a little bit older, but I did that recently where I was like, well, you, you guys figure it out and then we can do it. Otherwise, if you can't come to an agreement, we're just not going to do we're it. We're just not going to do it. Yeah. Right? And that then again, it's sometimes it's about incentivizing the kids to get their stuff together. Yes. And figure it out because exactly. you don't really care. Like, no, whatever it is, like, no, so let's get off my nose if we don't do this. So right. why am I why am I in charge here? Yeah. Well, and similar to that, Rachel said you the you get what you get and you don't throw a fit works well in my house for a lot of things with my two and five year old. We switch off which girl gets to pick bedtime story every night and which parent reads it. So there's no argument. So kind of the same thing. We're now getting into like, there's no, there's no negotiating. It just like, right. this is the way it is. And I think yep. that's kind of at the crux of arbitrary of rules, arbitrary rules. Exactly. Um, okay. Well, I know you guys are going to have more, more input. So there's a thread going on Instagram and Facebook that is so good with all of these ideas. So you can add to that or shoot us an email at the but we have a couple, couple of things to get through before we wrap up. Megan, do you want to, Make our announcement. Yes, I am. Okay, so this is something that we have been thinking about doing for, oh, I don't know, two years mm-hmm. now. Um, and that is, I don't know if you guys have heard of Patreon, but it is a way to support the show um, via a community, basically. And I want to say, like, we are both so excited now that we're able to do this show full time. Yes. The Mom Hour and the Life Listened Network is both of our full time gig. We yep. both have kids in school. We both freed up all of our time to do this. Um, and offering seven to eight episodes a month and developing new shows across the network really is a full-time job. It really takes a lot of time as so many of you have really graciously acknowledged. I I really like that when Mm -hmm. people email us and acknowledge like how much time this takes because it really does. Um, and we love the sponsors we work with, but we don't want to overload the show with too many ads and we're probably kind of, you know, probably good where we're at now. So we don't want to continue yeah, we, we like of, to be we like to be choosy and we do turn yeah, away exactly. sponsors because it's yes. not a good fit or we don't right. want to just bombard you with ads. So, yeah. OK, so enter Patreon, which is a way to support content creators through a monthly subscription. You might already know about it because a lot of um, other podcasters and bloggers and uh, content creators of various types use this. But basically, you sign up to pledge a certain amount every month. Um, the episodes we currently offer, the regular shows on Tuesdays, occasional more than moms and voices will stay free. So we're never going to charge for those. So if you just want to continue listening to those, that is totally fine. But a Patreon community is a way for people who want to help support with additional funding and get access to community of other listeners and special rewards like bonus content and more behind the scene conversations with Sarah and I. Um, that's like a great opportunity for you to do that. Think of it like a tip jar for the podcast that you love. Yeah, but love you also that. get some additional benefits as well. We're offering a few levels. We're offering a $2 level, an $8 level, and a $16 level. All three levels will have access to a private Facebook group with other members and Sarah and I, which I think is fantastic because that's going to be a chance for you guys to like talk about this stuff like before and after an episode Mm -hmm. and find out where each other live and maybe connect with people in your area. Um, And you'll also get first access to news and events before it's meant, you know, before the things are announced on the show. The higher tiers also get things like custom content. We're doing quarterly audio classes. And then signing up the highest level will get you access to live chats with Sarah and I. There might even be a mug in it for you. We've wanted to do a mug for so long. We have wanted to do a mug and other merchandise for so long. And this is kind of forcing us to do it. This timing is really about like we're poised to like let loose a bunch of creative ideas we've had for two and three years about this show. Um, And I think. Yeah, just like you said, Patreon's a way to kind of come closer to the inner circle, get a little more behind the scenes with us, you know, use that few bucks a month to say like, yes, we we do like get a ton of value out of the eight free episodes per month. And we want to like encourage you guys along to do do more stuff. So there will be bonus. Yeah, that's what it really allows. Like it allows us to do more than what we're currently doing because we're sort of, you know, this is sort of where we're maxed out. And I think that if you if we're taking the the typical like what was it the you know the drives that they do and things you could think of it like as a like a pledge drive a, a pledge drive like you know at the two dollar level it's 25 cents an episode just to support the current episodes but then you're also going to get right other you know other benefits right. so i think it's like a total win-win for everybody involved and we're going to try to make it really easy for you guys there is a link you can just go to it's patreon that's pay p-a-t 
R E O N dot com slash the mom hour is yep. where it'll live. And you can also just go to the show notes for this episode at the mom dot com and we'll have a link there. Um, but it's they make it really easy to sign up. And again, it's like no obligation. You can cancel any time. But we hope that some of you who are regular listeners and really value what we do will sign up and give it a shot and see what you think. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. The Facebook group in particular, we've we've held off on just doing that because we want it to be really well done and we want it to serve the people who. Yes. I don't know how to say this, who want to hang out with us for the right reasons. There's a million mommy Facebook groups out there that you can find and join. Um, And we really wanted this to be like a very intentional um, group of our community. And you guys are, you are our community. Like, you know, we do communicate with you. So I'm, I'm really excited to put some love and energy into that Facebook group. And then I'm super excited about the bonus audio content because we have a million ideas that sometimes don't fit into the regular weekly shows yep. or yeah. So it's going to be, that's, yeah, really that's going to be really helpful. And, and yeah, th- this is, I think this is going to be really fun. We're going to have a chance to do some things that we've been thinking about for a long time. And yeah. with your guys' support, I mean, it's kind of exciting to think about where we could take Definitely. it. Definitely. And you just have that little bit level of increased access to us for your ideas, your listener questions, like, you know, it's, it'll be really fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, okay, so again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the mom hour. And we just look forward to seeing you guys there, those of you who want to do it and come along for the ride. Okay, Megan, I just have a cue it up before we wrap. And so okay. this is our segment where we recommend an episode from the archives that you may have missed if you're a new listener. Um, and I picked, because it is kind of still back to school mode, I picked one from December of 2016, so it's a while ago, called Bedtime Routines at Every Stage. And so we just talked about making the bedtime process easier. And Megan, yeah. you talked about what it's what how things change when your kids get older. Yeah. Um, it's not all, you know, books and lullabies forever, but yeah. it does change <laughs> and there's still kind of routines and things that go along with it. So I thought that would be a fun one for this time of year because we're all <laughs> trying to get our kids to bed earlier. Exactly. Which means you gotta start earlier, which means you gotta think about what, you know, what all needs to happen. I think we probably confessed to not bathing our kids every night in that episode, most likely. Oh, I'm sure we did, but we've <laughs> done that many times. I know we're so. out. We're out. Um, Okay, guys, this was episode 173. The show notes are always at themomhour.com. We are always hello at themomhour.com. We love hearing from you. Um, And we are all over the social at the mom hour. So we will see you guys there and we will be back in your ears soon. Thanks, Megan. This was fun. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.